Anime and Friendship Hour. Anime and Friendship. Anime and Friendship Hour. Anime and Friendship. Cody, do it metal style. Anime and Friendship. Ow. God, I did it for one second. I used to be in a band. 311. Do it 311 style. Yo, yo. It's friendship. Uh, I don't. Smooth with the. Anime and friendship There's so much culture co option going on in that white rap band that I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, welcome to Anime and Friendship Hour, the um, show where we acknowledge our culture co option. <laughs> Their lead singer was from Wisconsin, so there's like some overlap there. Just saying. Uh, I'm Cody, the Cody host of Anime and Friendship Hour. I'm Courtney, the host of Anime and Friendship Hour. And what we specifically do is watch anime and then be friends and then talk about it. And today we have an extra friend. Tanu! Tanu! Hey! Yay! Yay! Hello! What's up? Welcome to the podcast. So excited. So, first segment is always the friendship credentials. You have to explain how you know us and why you, wh- how you find yourself here. Oh, God. Okay, the credential. It was, it was a difficult process. I wasn't sure I was going to be accepted, but here <laughs> we are. Um, basically, we were all in a sketch show together. Yeah. But yeah, but I was the only one acting, actually, of the three of us here. Oh, that's true. This that's time, true. Yeah. But definitely, like, all of us were trying to write. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> some of us that, more I, than that, others. That describes all writing. I yeah, trying, trying, to write. trying to write. Um, so, so Courtney directed it. Cody also co-directed it, but then did, like, lights and stuff on the It was the a similar thing. power relationship that yeah. we have right now. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. Was subordinate with yeah. And then no, well, I, I think we, cool. we took it. I always thought of our show being like a relay race to be Devil Man Cry Baby, <laughs> where you did writing stuff, and then yeah, and then I did and then you stuff. ran on all fours with yeah. your claws out, yeah. And I just showed up and took the spotlight. Like that's basically <laughs> how it went. Great, it was awesome. It was awesome. So anyway, that's how I find myself here. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, uh, anime credentials. So what do you know about anime? Dude, so very little. Oh. Like, I do not deserve these credentials. But We have people on from the whole spectrum. So I know. Like, what, what, what did the word anime mean to you before just now? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so the first anime I watched, and really the one I watched with, like, fervor and passion was Death Note, right? Like, ah. amazing anime. And then from I think it's just like the animation style, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's how I define anime. And then there's been like a couple ones. I really like the music, honestly. Oh, and yeah. like the music in For anime sure. really gets me. Yeah. Did you see the Death Note live action? I did. Oh, <laughs> thoughts and feelings. Oof, uh, it's like a different podcast. Um, it was yeah, it was Ginger Woo's podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, I I felt like they tried too hard you mm. know i can i could tell that they wanted to put an earnest effort but they tried to do too much and it just you know i, I don't know plus like it's just the voices were different yep people looked really white like it just, <laughs> yeah. It just didn't. Think yeah death note the netflix series movie is a story of trying in all the wrong ways oh but l l was, oh, fanta- yeah. l was fantastic that was a hole in one yeah he was great that and, was and the best part visually oh, yeah. uh ryuk Fun. was pretty i thought right. yeah. looked good yeah yeah but nothing he if did was, or said was good <laughs> if it was the ryuk movie it'd be great everyone yeah. would love it who was the actor like the actor uh, was William really Defoe? yeah right amazing actor Goblin? yeah yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was it was a it was an endeavor in failure, <laughs> ultimately. Well, speaking of Netflix, you know what? Oh, what? No. I heard a story about when they offered Willem Dafoe the role. He said, "You want me to be Ryuk in Death Note?" Willem Dafoe show. <laughs> Are you? Oh, I'm so glad that works. <laughs> I got it. There's- Anime, baby. <laughs> There is no way he didn't just say what, but that's a great joke. That's true. <laughs> Who? It's like, huh? 
What are these made up words? What is anime? Yeah. What is anime? I feel like somewhere deep inside William Defoe is an anime. I mean, he's done enough yeah. superhero stuff to like be a fan, I guess. Uh, this week, speaking of Netflix, oh. trying that again. Ooh, speaking of Netflix, <laughs> Netflix, Netflix original. Oh, yeah. okay, let's go. Oh, my God, let's yeah. Go. This is 20- Bill Hader. Was he on SNL? Yeah, of course he was, yeah. Okay. I don't know was. SNL. I don't watch SNL. What? Oh. He was like Stefan. I always found things. it, like, it's like. They're good ones, but I also prefer just like the regular sketch shows, sketch shows that have a specific group of people. Yeah. Or I'm just like a weird entity that lives on forever into eternity. <laughs> a like shambles. a soap opera of S. It's like a soap opera of sketch comedy. You're right. <laughs> That's how you described it. It's pretty funny. I like Donald Glover this year. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, Edgar, Edgar, how do you pronounce it? Yes, it's Edgar, Edgar, Aggressive, Retsu, Rage, Co, Child, and the common ending for a girl's name. Oh, Oh. I've learned so much. Wait, wait, I just did not say that right. Age, Age, Rets, Rets, Co, Co, Agre, Agre, Co. Pop Team Epic. Uh, okay. <laughs> we tried. So this was this is 2018 is the year that Netflix just threw 150 bazillion dollars at original animes. So oh we yeah, are they're really it. killing it in animes. There are some that I haven't watched that have gotten very good reviews that I think like a lot of animes I haven't watched that get very good reviews are okay. But this is some real shit. Uh, good. Th- what can you give us the backstory on this? So Stan Rio. Sanrio saw in himself whoever the president is. Hello Kitty, President Hello Kitty, was sitting up in those light pink towers that it sits in. Like, hmm, our fan base has reached the age of approximately twenty-five. <laughs> so we still want their money. How shall we attain such money? It's so funny. Your voice right now reminds me of a character on this show. I know we shall create a character that appeals to the daily life struggles. This character should be an office lady, an OL, you might say. And she shall have many small incidents that cause her stress and anxiety. And she shall vent that stress and anxiety, and the audience shall relate. Most earnestly. Wow, that's... Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. They did a great job. So was this ever in the written word? Was this ever a manga? Or was this originally uh... This is originally um made the character. They did a little promotion. Here's here's Retsuko. Here's her deal. And they started a series of one hundred one minute web series web shorts. Oh, so this was always a web this is a webisode. Webisode. Like Broxley. never a manga, huh? Uh and then Netflix decided let's make bunny and they made it into a real ass show show. Big bunny? Money. Oh, money. Yeah, yeah, money. yeah. I heard money, too. Uh, San Rio, let's be clear. San Rio doesn't need to try to make money. <laughs> San Rio just receives money from the masses. Is he I the... just want to insert a fun fact I that I recently got a soy sauce bottle in the shape of Hello Kitty. Aww. So I just feel like I've proved her point. <laughs> is this the Jim Davis Garfield of Hello Kitty Japan? Like, is it, who is, it, who is this like, guy? I don't know Jim, anything about him. I don't know the guy who made it. Honestly, I don't. I think it's... <clears throat> Who really makes the characters? There, there's a group of character designers. Do you remember the the Killy Bat Swingy one? Yeah, what the fuck was that called? Killy Bat Swingy <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. There's a character maker person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have people like that who just is like I can draw cute shit, and they hire thousands of that, and they just work in an office, and they're just a giant think tank, and they they use probably the same office office politics that are. Satirized in Agiretsko to make the best, most cute, appealing <laughs> characters possible. It's a creation of n- large numbers. So it's no longer like the Walt Disney model, where it was like one dude and his twelve it's things. Like, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's weird because when it comes to like those really big appealing cartoons things, it's like I the same. On one hand, is one person with an incredible amount of inspiration, but that one person with an incredible amount of inspiration also. Their creation was picked apart by a bunch of other people with an incredible yeah. amount of inspiration, and that again eventually 
someone with a lot of money picked the best part of that. <laughs> the most money making. It's very part. like bureaucratic and like manufactured. Yeah. You can very calculatedly see why they it's did just this creative and why it enough. works. But it's amazing, and I love it, and it's yeah. hilarious, and it's adorable. It's and so great. I'm just like, yay, capitalism And it's so works. relatable. It, I, it honestly, is. so when I saw it on Netflix, I thought, oh, they, they got the <laughs> license to show all the shorts. They're just going to have all the shorts up. That'll be fun. And then I saw it was a series with continuity. I was like, what the fuck? But then it's like, it is crazy real. It is so real. It is so fucking real. It's just... Like watching your daily life <laughs> portrayed. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, the, the fact that they could like add a story to something that didn't have a story yeah. is kind of insane. Because it was, it was, if it's one minute shorts, it's a sketch show, right? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. Pop Team Epic was just a sketch show when they made it. Yeah. Now it's. I didn't even know that. I just started watching like the trailers. Like before it got released, they had like trailers on Netflix and it just looked so. Like it was just like Sanrio with like. Yeah that music yeah i don't know if we should like reveal that not yet but like (laughs) senrio with that music and i was like what is happening right now like what has happened to my hello kitty it is definitely a product of crazy japanese thing that works yeah a lot like um the wiggly cheesecake what and the ketchupy rice in eggs (laughs) i mean the ketchupy rice and eggs makes sense but i don't know what the wiggly oh um Jiggly, oh jiggly, jiggly cheesecake. That it's more cakey than regular uh, American cheesecake. Cheesecake, um, but it still has like cheese flavor. Mm. Okay, I got one. It maybe I didn't get it at a good place, but it looked better than it was. It was kind of just like plan, like put some strawberries on that. Okay, it's kind of like if like it reminds me of an means- angel food cake. And a cheesecake crossed together. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So not like a jello cheesecake? Mm-mm. Okay. I was recently introduced to the Pizza Hut icon in Japan named Cheese Kun. Oh. And it looks really stupid, and you're like, that can't be real. And then I you see a real this. ad copy. I'll, okay. We Google image search real Do quick. you know about Gudetama? No. I'm learning so much oh, right now. Oh, Gudetama is, before Agadetsuko was my favorite, he's a sad little egg. He's just an egg, <laughs> and he does different egg poses, and just like so put upon. It's like uh, I have to be on a plane. He's like a e- Eeyore egg. Yeah, like that's he's what an he, Eeyore, Eeyore egg. egg. Okay, it's so good, so good. I will watch it. No, I like, I like yeah. I feel like I should watch more or more anime that's like emo cute stuff. Yeah, cute and emo. Like that's yeah, that sounds right yep. right up my alley. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, Cody, you were asking earlier, does Hello Kitty have an anime? To my knowledge, no. I don't know where the Hello Kitty chronology or continuity comes from. The canon? The canon. Yeah, the canon. It is definitely canonable now. Yeah, I always thought it was just like a series of backpacks. (laughs) I always thought it was was just like a store. Like a a Hello Kitty, like a store. Maybe every that, like, sticker has, has a small stores. serial number on it, and if you put them in order, it tells the tale. What? What is this, like, Mr. Like, da Vinci know. coding Hello Kitty? I bet you could Da Vinci code Dude, Hello you probably Kitty. could. I bet Japanese conspiracy theorists <laughs> love to talk about Hello Kitty. It, I bet they go crazy <laughs> for that shit. It goes back that's, to, like, ancient Egypt. I'm be- okay. <laughs> why, why Egypt? I am like, sure everything... Everything in Japanese conspiracy theories, I'm sure, somehow relates back to the bombs. Uh, (laughs) And somehow, Hello Kitty, 50-50 chance, will pop up. 50-50 chance. All right, I'm going to go with the 50-50. The other 50? Nintendo. Nintendo. (laughs) My uncle works there. Oh, Uh, a personal fact. Um... Uh, okay, so we should we should we talk? Well, right, who so are the, who's our cast? Of, who what's is Agaretsuko? Agaretsuko is a red panda. Cody, I know a favorite animal of yours. They're pretty cool. They're pretty. They're very cute. Yeah, they're very cute. They're like fun raccoons. <laughs> they're well, fat, fat they're raccoons. Like, they are the raccoon without the 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 fear factor. I guess. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. You're afraid of raccoons. I mean, it's like both ways. Like I see a raccoon, I'm scared. The raccoon sees me, it's scared. Like <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like see a raccoon, and I think. Impudent. You think you belong here. You think that you own this area. You're a fucking animal. You don't know shit. Like I pay. Are they like those suburban rats, right? Yeah, but they're cute and fuzzy. I thought they have like rabies and shit. Oh, they do. They do. But that doesn't mean they're not cute and fuzzy to look at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like zoo raccoon. I would put the shit out of a zoo (laughs) raccoon. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) 
Um, she's a red panda. The red panda. And she deals with a lot of shit, and she deals with it by singing death metal karaoke. Which is the part that, like, just got yeah. me. Mm-hmm. That was the twist that was so unexpected. I, in a lot of animes, you would just cut to their inner thoughts, and they would just be having this, like, crazy emotional reaction, but not on the outside. She actually gets to go do it. Yeah. Like, in a room by herself. I thought every time she did the um, death metal, it would be like, in a weird metaverse where she's in this situation, then she does it, but no one sees her do it. It's like in mental, but it is actually part of the continuity. Yeah. I also think it was interesting because, like, I mean, not that I listened to this was a weird show for me because I'm neither a death metal fan nor an anime like huge fan. And then after the show, I'm like both. <laughs> so, and I also don't know how many like female death metal bands there are. And I understand. Uh. Like, I understand the voice changes a little bit, but oh, yeah. still, the visual visualization is still this, like, tiny, adorable red <laughs> panda who goes into rage mode that you feel on the inside when you're on a highway yeah. <laughs> moving nowhere. And you're like, these are my feelings portrayed right now. So yeah. there's those. Do you ever think about when you're in traffic, like, I could just fucking ruin this for everyone? <laughs> One! One little jerk, and we're all going down. I can't say that I have, but I will now. Now, every single time, that's exactly what I'm going to think about, Courtney. Exactly. <laughs> There's those uh, metal bands with little girl singers in. Baby metal. Yeah, but I feel like it doesn't. The little baby kid, they don't know shit, right? So they can't. You can't be as invested in their rage because they're nine and like they don't yeah. have orange juice, you know. But like, like when you see a, a, a woman office worker do it, it's like yeah. you see why she's actually mad. <gasps> and um, she's also like twenty five, which is yeah. frankly like pretty similar to our age group, like right, right here, right. which is so relatable. Yeah, yeah. She's reaching Christmas cake though. <laughs> 25 in Japan is on his Christmas cake. Okay. I mean, I think it's technically 26 because that's when it's past Christmas. Uh, the idea is no one wants to eat a Christmas pa- cake after the 25th, Christmas. The same way no one would want to marry a woman who is over 26 years old and unmarried. <laughs> I mean, I know. yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've all learned right. something new today. That's what I will be telling all my 23-year-old female <laughs> friends. Be like, mm, so close to Christmas caking. <laughs> Look it up. Um, Other characters. Oh, yeah. Do you want to just do a re- recap of the show episode? Sure. I mean, it starts, uh, she's waking up. She's got, like, beer cans and shit, like, all over yeah, her, her room. Uh, and b- the one thing she almost forgets before she leaves is she has her own microphone. Her own microphone. Which is pretty badass. Yeah. Which is, but I also think it's, like, a nice way to introduce the character where she's like rushing and trying to get out the door, but she's like, but how could I forget? Yeah. Like runs my, back to My signature it. item. Or, yeah, 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 exactly. Her big kerfluffle on the first day, or not the first, this is five years after she started working. They kind of set up a backstory there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on her first day, she, she runs through the door and she realizes, oh no, she's wearing her comfy shoes, her, 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 her home shoes. Her home slippers. Home Japanese slip. right? people love Crocs. Oh. They love the shit out of Crocs. But are those Crocs? Yeah. But they, they like not professionally, they don't love them. No, no, no. That's no, a faux pas. It's just when you're walking in and out of your house, it's like, you gotta get someone on your foot fast, get gotcha. a Croc. And she's also in the accounting department from what like the show shows. It's like, there's a dress code in where she's yeah. right. working. They like, all have like a uniform, basically. Yeah. 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 First person that sees her is this this fawn. Tsunoda. Well, is she a deer? Deer fawn? Yeah, thing? she's a little... It's just little deer? I, she's just adorable, is what she is. Right. So, like, sparkling little eyes. What's one of those... Africa deers? Gazelles? Gazelles. An Africa deer. So she's like obnoxiously cutesy or whatever. She's like that thing. But at the beginning, you don't feel like she's obnoxious. I feel like you she just thinks she's moves. like this like innocent little cutesy, uh, perky, yeah. preppy. No, no, you yeah, saw yeah. it right away. I didn't but then see she, it. Uh, she notices the shoes, of course. Her, her, her plan to distract her with an arm dance didn't work. That, I, as a comedy writer, I was like... You're th- throwing out an unusual thing too fast. People are going to think that's the hook of the show. Don't do it. <laughs> it was kind of weird. It was. Um, but that was like one of the few times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was solid. She assault- gets assaulted by uh, the pink hippo friend who is like the office annoying mm-hmm. uh, Mondays kind of character. Also, the office like gossip, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the go- that's true. Yeah. That's basically everything. And then uh, we meet the 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 group of friends, uh, which is Fenico, the Fennec Fox, social media, mm-hmm. and then um, the guy. 
hyena. Hyena. Like hyena. He's a hyena. Yeah. So all the names are like basically the animal name with yes. like a, a kind of like a, a name name part of it. The friend group I kind of liked because it wasn't like a typical friend group. Yeah. Right. It was a little different. It was very much like a coworker friend group. Yeah. Friends of convenience. Kind yeah, of, yeah. Exactly. Like people you would only be friends with because you're you're all forced <laughs> to be basically. So yeah. I. It's interesting relating back to the um, shorts. And originally, uh, uh, Fenneko's whole thing was that uh, um, Retsuko thought that she secretly hated her. But then in this, it's they're they're ch- they're chill. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're chill, cool. Yeah, I I think Fenneko is my favorite. Fenneko is the best. I love. Her. She's like the Aubrey Plaza in the yes. Aubrey Parks and Rec kind of deal. She's just kind of dry and mean. But you, like, now that you say like, that, Haida, what an Adam Driver. <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's kind of just like he's a little broy. He's a little it's just broy enough. Yeah, he doesn't quite get what's hard about being a woman yeah, in the workplace. That's true. But he's otherwise into her and trying to be supportive. Yeah, he's kind of like down to clown. He's he's like a really nice guy who's too much of a guy. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's it's his like character. those dudes who you love, but at the same time they're. Every once in a while, there's a moment you remember, oh, they're just like, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and he's kind of like, I don't know, his character is well done because he is easy to overlook. And yet it's his annoyance that makes you not overlook him. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. He's cool. And I feel like for a character who you, they're trying to like build as, oh, this is the guy who likes her. He's just aggressive enough in it. He leans in just enough in it for me to not feel like, not feel like this is forced, you know? Yeah. And also, just enough for me to be like, you're, re- you're, I'm gonna say the word again, relatable. He's relatable. Yes. He's yes. relatable. These fucking cartoon animals are like mm-hmm. the most realistic human beings on any anime we've ever Honestly, watched. Honestly, let's talk about <laughs> one of the realest parts. Uh, her boss, Mr. Mr. Tone. Yeah. Director Tone. Director Tone. Tone Petit. Uh, his whole thing, he walks in and he's like, no one's cleaned my desk. No one's put water in my <laughs> humidifier. humidifier. No <laughs> one's boiled my tea, uh, water from yeah. my tea. And then he o- apparently always makes the women employees do it. And it's, yes, oh. and that's like that's like episode That's episode, episode one. one. It's like yeah. it hits so you right and off like, the bat. Oh, I wasn't sure how much he was being a jerk or any of this was actually part of like patriarchal Japan. I absolutely believe it. Because like they, I know their their boss structure is like more heightened than ours, mm-hmm. and then I, I'm sure gender politics are worse. Yeah, worse. I from what the impression I've got is that in Japan, your old guy boss can do and say a lot and get away with it because he's your boss, and if he's a shit old guy, very rarely will someone say something. Right. It was he was a weird character because like the the show is really modern. Like you don't yeah. feel like you're watching anything outdated in terms of anime or thought right but then his character you're just kind of like people are not that upfront anymore people yeah, are right. slightly more subtle in their patriarchal he was very manners. on the but nose I, yeah he was very unique in being obviously patriarchal and anime in general you barely ever have shows that are like point out this is a shit person with shit ideas you can watch anime for years and years and years and receive no feminist thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> this so one you get it screamed into like, a microphone. At the very beginning is like that's what made me take it seriously as a show. Like, oh, they're not fucking around. This yeah. is very much for an underserved audience. And they just like hate you with it. Because yeah. he so directly starts making like like he says sexist comments right off the bat. Like mm. you're a you're a woman. This is women's so, work. Yeah. Women's work. And I just like I, I kind of like that because yeah. I'm like, man, they're not wasting my time. No like, I'm getting what I yeah, I'm getting what I signed up for. I would like to now introduce my thesis <sighs> across the workspace. Looking across the workspace, parallels between Agaretsko and Madman. <laughs> something I would be like to be enlightened on as oh, someone who didn't oh, watch Mad enough Madmen. It's about oh, I know what Mad office about. dudes yeah, being yeah, yeah. douches. Just office dudes being sexist in the office and douches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And good looking. Oh, is she gonna be Peggy? Is she gonna like rise up I to the ranks? She, she kind of sets herself up to be a Peggy. Yeah, I haven't yeah. finished it yet, but she seemed to be power moving a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, There's not too many characters like yeah. her on TV. 
No, no. there aren't. No. And I also <laughs> like that. So when they have, at least in American shows, when they have a Peggy character, it's like from the beginning, you know, this is gonna be the story of her rising above this. But I feel like Agaretsuko deals with it very realistically, mm. where she doesn't necessarily want to have to rise above it. She kind of just wants to get along. <laughs> She's looking for ways to deal with stuff. Yeah, oh, that's I, what I like about I it. I kind of disagree. Oh, I kind of feel like she. The reason I related to her more is because she wasn't looking to rise above. Or deal with it. She was looking to just get the hell away from oh, yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, I thought that's avoidance. what I like. Yeah, because it's like, and it's not even about avoidance. It's like, how can you, on a daily basis, try to keep fighting the patriarchy when all you kind of want to do is live and get paid? I mean, that's how I kind of really liked. I mean, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but episode two, right? Where she meets that friend of hers who like serves, uh, the like, how friend. To, yeah, the Poo-poo. hippie friend. Puku that I in my mind for some reason called Chloe. I don't know why, but like she couch serves and like travels the world and like does whatever she wants. And so on the one hand, you have this like totally suppressed female employee. And on the other hand, you have the perfect Instagram life of this girl who's doing exactly what she wants in the way she wants to do it. And then like, I feel like there's this moment of conflict where you're like, but am I subjecting myself to the patriarchy? Yeah. Right? Like, right. like, why don't I just walk away from this? Why can't I go work at this, like, dream store that they want to open up that sells, what is it? Mem- import goods. Import yeah. goods, yeah. Adorable import goods. Um, <laughs> of and then, you know, of course, that's not how the show ends up going. But I feel like at every turn, she turn almost to, like, the midway point. She wants to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a great moment when Puka, when she's like, I can't just quit my job. And Puka's like, why not? And then it's yeah. just, her face is just like flat, like, I never thought, thought about, yeah. that. about yeah. that before. Uh, it is like, really hard to quit your job in Japan, though. Um, I think it's hard to quit your job. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if you have to support yourself, it's just hard to quit your job in general. Um, but there are like, so the idea is you will go to college after high school, and then you'll graduate, and then you'll get hired by a company, and you'll live there, and you'll work there for the rest of your life. And companies are very much, they are very much less likely to hire you if they know you've worked for another company. Hmm. Oh, like any work history movement at all is seen as bad. Like for us, I know it's like um, two years is kind of the generally accepted. Like it's you can you can move on without it being a big deal. Yeah, we we get resumes that are like every year the person works at a different thing. It's like okay, this person's probably not Mm. contributing. But the fact that you could work somewhere for five years and then go somewhere else and I'd be like, oh, why'd you leave? I'd be like, what? Insanity. Is it really two Gross. years? It's about two. Yeah, yeah. it's about. I mean, I mean it it, it, on... it's not a hard rule, but yeah, I quit my first job after ten months. That was about mm. my my <laughs> well, limit. I mean, if it's gross, like get out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that that's exactly my point. Like her getting out of there. It's it's this weird thing where you're right. It's this blend of like she wants to escape it, but then she also wants to conquer it. Like it's I don't know. I felt like it was. She's also kind of figuring realistic. out what she wants too. Yeah. So I don't because later she tries to maybe find somebody i don't know i guess we're getting ahead yeah we're getting ahead. um yeah. yeah so episode two is puko uh and she's her her pushing her to be extroverted type b i guess and, yeah uh of course her plans don't work out because they're not well thought out and mm-hmm. that's her i don't know oh i think this is the episode where she like has the period where she's so happy just because she knows she's gonna quit soon and that is like a very special kind of bliss. Yeah, it's the not having to give a shit anymore. About I think the it's job. called degaff. Like, don't give a fuck. Like, oh that's, yeah, that's the proper I term for it. <laughs> whipping out a no, no. Word, I'm like, like degaff. Like, don't <laughs> give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I might not be pronouncing it right, but I'm know. pretty sure I get the sentiment. Yeah, she fantasizes about like how, how she's gonna like throw the teapot and, <laughs> and all that good stuff. Um, she's so happy yeah but then it gets out whoop 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 because of Kabai the office gossip Uh, and then she has like cover tracks again which I've also have happened to me where you kind of find out that your boss kind of finds out that you want to quit but then you're like "Eh, I make minimum wage here so you can't get mad at me (laughs) true you know what I loved about working a minimum wage job was how whenever you mentioned quitting people would be like but the minimum wage is going to go up. <laughs> it's going to be 15. And you're like, yeah, in like three years. Yeah. Also, everywhere else it's going to go up too. Exactly. By definition. That's why it's called minimum. It's wage. always going to be the minimum. We haven't mentioned there's a, as a, I don't know what animal she is, but there's the sellout woman that's not quite her boss, but is a Subone. Above her. Oh, fucking Subone. <laughs> She's someone from, I think, a different department. 
who comes and gives Retsuko extra work because Retsuko is supposed to be like such a hard worker, i.e. exploitable. Yeah. She is... She's very exploitable, and she does not know how to stand up for herself. Yeah. It seems like all her other coworkers do, but she doesn't because uh, the, her social media friend, what's her name? Fenico. Fenico. Fenico definitely knows how to stand up for herself. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it, the show does a pretty good job of showing that, like, there are some people who don't have to deal with things as yeah. much as Retsuko does. Retsuko does. I'm going to say that name wrong the whole time. <laughs> Fine. But, yeah, that's that's the, the Harmon doing too well, I guess they keep saying, is that people will just be more and more to do. Being a team player. Yeah. Team players lose. Which, ah! which I think was, like, an episode on that, right? Like, how reliable yeah. she is. Mm-hmm. Right. They keep it. That might be the next one. Oh, her, okay, so she gets noticed for being happy, and she has to come up with an explanation, and so she said she had a good poop. Yeah. That was just <laughs> was funny. Great. That was really funny. Um, um, the boss has an abacus. Have you guys ever used an abacus before? No. no. I, people try to teach me how to use an abacus as happening? a child. I was like, the fuck is... Is it like Roman numerals? What's going on I'm in there? <laughs> putting this thing to the other side, but how does that help me count? But it's like adds a different dimension to Mr. Tone, because yeah. it's like... It shows you that he's this, like, douche, but he is actually good at his job. Yeah. Like, once like, upon as in, a time, as in, like, he was passionate about this. Right. And it's, it's, it's funny. Because not only was he passionate, it's, like, I think it's, like, multiple levels of symbolism because he's using this, like, outdated technology right. to, like, work on this. But oh, he's yeah. really good at the actual job of accounting. Right. But he's a terrible boss. And, oh, the, yeah. like, the two are different ah, things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But also, counterpoint... The thing he's really good at is something that could be easily done by a computer. <laughs> so he might as well be a good person about it. <laughs> so like, Good pig. Good pig. Um, and then she... But this is an episode where she stands up for herself oh, against yeah. the, the grouchy mean lady. Yeah, Tsubono. Yeah. She's like... Tsubono, yeah. She, Tsubono. she finishes the work late and Tsubono's like, what the fuck? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, you shouldn't give me the work. It's your yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> and that's because she's under the influence of Degaf, which she yes. later, <laughs> later realizes. And then they, she also learns that there's the um, promised imported goods store is not going to be a brick and mortar place. It's going to be online and it would not be a real job. Yes. Right, and they, they can't really pay her. Yeah. Real money. Back and make their parents. Womp yeah. Womp. Yeah, moving back in with the parents was the suggestion, as it always is with so many people who can live the life exactly as they want, right? Like, they always have the couch. In the Bay Area, I think it's a shockingly high It's funny how people who have great lives assume you have a support system. (laughs) Yeah, no, but that's what I loved about this show is that, like, it showed that people can only live that life when they have that support system. Yes. Like, it was very realistic about it, that not everybody can be like, follow your bliss, like, you know. The next storyline is a wedding deal. Uh, oh, she yeah. gets invited to. Do we meet the wedding character? No, there's just a cat and a mouse. At first, I thought it was cuckoo. I was like, what? which is was just really funny that it was a cat, and they were like, oh, we never thought they'd make it. It's just <laughs> like so different. funny. <laughs> yeah. And she gives him a, a thirty thousand yen slash three hundred dollars ish wedding, which is pretty. I, I'm it's assuming in Japan that's a. A higher pressure to do that because yeah fuck i never given anyone 300 for their wedding before and then uh she's uh poor and she's like wait she gets an idea maybe if i get married i don't have to work anymore <laughs> um what my favorite part of this episode was after she realizes that then she's walking outside and then haida the character who set up to be liking her she's like if you got married would you want me to work here or would you be the breadwinner and he obviously gives the answer he think is correct that oh we can work we would both work here and we'd support each other. And <laughs> Which he's is like, nope. <laughs> and I just find that so funny because for a second she totally gives into the patriarch right like yeah. if we're talking about that she gets this like the female advantage right like yeah. I can just quit my job whenever I want and be pampered and taken care yes. of and like. I sk- and I swear to God, I don't know how many times I've told myself that that is a solution like, out of all of life's problems. Like, oh, gold man. digging? Why not? You know? I mean, capitalism is so horrible. Find any way out you can. How hard is it to find, like, a super rich 
65-year-old comedy fan who's like, yeah, I'll pay for you to do stuff. I don't know. It's, it's, I'm, I'm sure 60. it's not as hard as you think, you know? I mean, I assume hang it out has at to be 65. Right. You assume you have to... His taste in comedy is going to be awful, though. Yeah, <laughs> you're giving him so many years left with you. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> speed up the process. Fetus. <laughs> no, but I, like, I swear, I don't know how many times people are like, oh, I'll just get married and yeah. live on a ranch and, you know, like... I don't know. Have like a dog, and that's my life. I always somebody else makes some money. The the rich. I assume the Elon Musk theory that the richer you get, the more generically attractive you want your partner to be. Well, the what? less so you like, think of them as a partner. Yeah, the more money you get, the more blonde you want your wife to be. <laughs> the blonder and thinner you want her to be. <laughs> is this him saying it or is this him doing it? Because <laughs> doing it. Doing it There's right? a really long article about did how you, he did that. <laughs> and did you hear? Like, I feel like my friend. Put, this is totally a side note, but I saw an article that his partner is changing her name to the, the symbol C? for C. Yeah, for speed of speed of. Uh, she has her own career right she has yeah. her own career she is like an indie darling musical artist person and if she did that without Elon Musk being involved I think everyone would be like fine but now that he's in the equation they're like what the fuck yeah but then she's also changing her name to something very scientific and yeah. like thanking him for being the motivation behind changing her name okay you know what we want to call Illuminati people crazy but when this shit happens it's your they have a point. And maybe they're not right, but it, when you have rich people getting together with other rich people and then naming, changing their name to a weird <laughs> science thing, what are you supposed to think besides Illuminati? Yeah, that's... that's Hollow It suddenly starts sounding logical. Yeah. But, I look forward to her memoir blog. Yeah. <laughs> memoir blog. Not even book. <laughs> well, it'll happen in three years and it'll be online. I don't know. Hoping three months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but no, like the, yeah, like I just, I love this episode because it's like, it again, she becomes, she's so three dimensional. She's just not like, I'm a kick-ass feminist. I don't take, she's just All like, right. she's she has real. her weak moments. She has her, mm -hmm. like watching her stand up then is so much more rewarding. Yes. yes. Yeah. And the, one of the more rewarding storylines starts right now when she decides to take up yoga. Oh, yes. Yeah. Love the yoga arc. Can we talk about the teacher? Yes. <laughs> Protein. Protein. He is a seemingly completely hairless kangaroo. That's not how kangaroos are. He's a kangaroo? There's, he's so Puffed up. He's so buff and protein. so shiny. And it always says it's protein. And it's so good. So good. Because he says it with like perfect inflections at like different times. And he's such a good guy. He's, he's amazing. So he's looking out for he you. He is a master of yoga and can astral project. Yeah. You, you think he's like a beef head and then he turns out to be this like no. levels of depth and oh, chakras right. and him. amazingness. Um, But who is at the yoga class? Who is who at is the that? yoga oh, class? We haven't talked about we that. We haven't talked about them. And they're like probably the. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think they become more friends. Yeah. Than uh, right. And they're yeah, in the intro is the three system. of them, not yeah. not Fenico. It's um and, yeah. director of marketing Gory. She is a gorilla. And secretary Washima Washimi. She's a crane. Yeah. And they both are there in the very beginning, but they just. They're just like looked up to as the powerful females yeah. in the office. They walk the walk. They look <laughs> the look. Yeah, they they literally like that's literally what power the walk. first. Yeah, they yeah. power walk in heels. They look the look, and they just look like honestly. Before we really got to know them, they looked like total bitches. Yeah. Right, right. They were gonna be like the antagonist or something. I they thought they clawed their way up, and now yeah. they won't yeah. let you come up. But exactly. as we find out, they're awesome, and they're they want to be friends. They um so all because of yoga. Yes. The dynamic that happens when she sees them is like, oh, I guess I should say hi. But also, they're much higher in the rankings than I am. So it'd be weird if I said hi. Which, is, which is true. Yeah, like, I'd she, feel really weird if I saw my boss oh, at a yeah. yoga I'd class and like, was like, hey. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me wear workout clothes. See you tomorrow. <laughs> so um, yeah, but then turns out they want to know her so much. They want to be friends with her so much. And the best part was when she doesn't say hi, the gorilla lady starts to cry yeah. and right. feel insecure about it. And I was like, oh my god! She turns the corner when no one can see, and then she breaks down. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, oh, they want. Gory was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I liked that they were different too. Yeah, they could have just easily been like two of the same thing. But oh, they're, yeah. they're so different. 
What are your guys' experiences with yoga? Zero. <laughs> Negative. Negative? <laughs> no, no. So yoga is like one of those things I always saw my grandparents do. Yeah. Like it was always taught to us as like an old, and I'm saying us very generically. It was taught to me as like an old person thing. When your joints yeah. start to give it. Ah. Then... I like grow up in college and move to, or after I grow up and move to Orange County for college, suddenly everyone's doing it. It's like the new cool thing. And I'm like, how is this? Like growing up, this was shuffleboard for your people. (laughs) Exactly. That's hilarious. And then I tried it. Like I went to a couple yoga classes in Huntington Beach and it was just like props to the people, like props to her for sticking to an exercise class. Right, right. Because that is something, oh, yeah. like, thing. if she had given up on it, that would have been more relatable. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, she sticks to it because that's part of her character. Yeah. She doesn't give up too easy, but she's, like, insecure about it all the time. But, yeah, she she sticks to it. But, yeah, yoga's, like, it's intense, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always assume I'm too ADHD to do yoga. Like, you can't be in one position for too long feel like it have you got that's why i was like interested in doing more pilates was like yeah i feel like it could, that's moving around yoga i don't know well, you wouldn't want to do a full-on like like you never stop moving thing like jazzercise oh man. is that oh, still real i, I do that i tried that spin. but then like i just feel like i'm so busy trying to see how they move yeah. oh, i don't know how to like coordinate like yeah <laughs> i'm like you're doing that but my arm's still here and you know why am i hitting someone okay. <laughs> um the fear for me about exercise classes is not like the actual doing the thing because i think for me if i have to exercise having a class setting where i'm peer pressured into continuously doing it would be actually very beneficial Mm. for me the fear is like the forced positivity Ooh, you love it and you have to love it yeah it's like everyone has like you're doing great we're all doing great and it's like i'm just doing physical movement can we allow this to be a neutral zone of physical movement i would like it if it was a little bit more negative as well yeah like we're all feeling shitty this hurts but we can do it together a sarcastic yoga class (laughs) that's what's missing they have like yoga and beer and yoga and whatnot but yoga and sarcasm i am in I also like that it's basically the same attitude as an improv class, but you have no problem with people telling you you're funny because you feel like you've earned it. But yeah. physical movement, you're Honestly, like, go to die. Um, if I had to go back to an improv class setting, uh, it is kind when of when do after rubbish. doing like team practices for a while, where it's like the difference between hanging out with friend friends and hanging out with work friends who you're not super friends with. I think that's yeah, the difference. It's uh, like one feels natural, one you have to do a little bit of a. It's fake. Social act, yeah. Ah. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, uh, so to help Washimi and Gori uh, be friends with Retsuko, the teacher gives them a secret. It's a series of numbers. Dun, dun, dun. 9-0-9-1-8-9, right? Dang, sure. Yeah, <laughs> but we believe you. Sure, Les Mis. Uh, <laughs> they come across karaoke bar? Kara- karaoke. And it's seemingly just by chance. Kismet, whatever. Yeah. So Gori and Washington are like, let's go. Let's do it. And let's go. That's her haunt. That's where she always goes. So it's always room for one. It's her safe place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, 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 no. They comically push her into it. <laughs> They're choosing the numbers, and she's like, oh, I can't do, I can't say it like death metal. <laughs> Meanwhile, yoga instructor goes protein <laughs> and like channels Astral the numbers. Project. Yeah. So we, she does the death metal thing in front of her. She reveals herself to her friends, and they love her more for oh it. Oh my God. I was so happy. Yeah, I love that they were like so ready to accept her mm-hmm. right off the bat. I thought that was also very realistic because, in my experience, even though you don't always want to hang out with your superiors, your superiors are so psyched to be able to hang out with you. Right. Oh, yeah. It's they, almost the other way around. You're cooler than they are. Yeah. <laughs> and know? it's kind of like. I think you're less isolated than they yeah. are because there's like a yeah. one superior and like 20 of you. Right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. I've always kind of been like, mm, you, part of the agreement of you having more authority and payment <laughs> and such and such with this is that you are not a part of this. I don't want you to know me for real. That 
thou shalt not pass. Yeah. That is, um, you're right. But that's yes. why they're so excited to get through that barrier. Can we they talk, want to violate my soul. Can we talk a little bit about their differences, though? Yeah. Yes. Like, we, we said they were different, well, yes. but, like, we never... Because I about, think it's awesome. So, Gory is a girl, and she's very buff, and she's very proud of her buff arms. And, and her she, body, like, in yes. general. Yes. She, she did that thing where you're, like, lifting yourself by only your arms and walking around... Uh, but also, she's very sensitive, and she worries that Uretsuko might not like her. She's, she's insecure said, in general. Oh, sorry. Yeah. She's the one that says, yoga friends. Like, that's like her. Yeah. She's so excited to have another yoga friend, right? Yes. And then there's Washimi, who is very cool-headed and doesn't take things too seriously. But has a really big heart. Yes. Like, they both have a big heart, but, like, she's um she's more level-headed, whereas, like... Gori. Yeah, she, she like, is pretty insecure yeah like not at work like i think at work they both are probably very similar when it comes to dealing with their yeah. challenges but then like in their love lives for example or like their friendship approaches like oh um the bile for each character gori it says she's very insecure especially about her body and will cry herself to sleep <laughs> um and washimi she uses her long legs to attract men, but quickly loses interest. Yeah, they're like so opposite, but they're yeah. best friends, like literally besties. And then they well, accept Retsuko's in there. Washimi's always the one with the advice. She's the rational, yes. like, like the, the command, like, oh, you're trying to do this to accomplish this. I think that has a problem for this, but you should do that. And she's so, so she's supportive, but she's the one that like lays out the game plan. Whereas Gori is just kind of like, uh-huh, 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 mm-hmm. or whatever. Like the kind of cheerleader kind of more. Yeah. Um, I know they're great, and I'm so glad they got on board with her so fast. I was worried this oh, was gonna yeah. be a whole deal, like winning them yeah. over. And then, like, oh no! Or, I mean, they were just so excited to be like part of the team. And it was, it was like, kind of the opposite. They were trying to win her over. That's right. what I yeah. love about the show because I feel like in so many other male written shows, it'd yeah. be like, oh, and of course there's women who are fighting because women always fight because they hate each other because right. they're so caught up in their competing for our penises. <laughs> That's yeah. That's exactly how shows are. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> but then, my God, you're right. And this Code's one is just Fanico's a bitch, and that's and it. And it's like, yeah, no. So if I'm an office lady, who would I want to support me? Other women who've already succeeded yes. in my field and are confident, but also relatable. And they've definitely been role models even before they're introduced. Like yes. just when they're like walking in the hallways, everyone's like, whoa. It's them. Mm-hmm. So you see, like the boss ladies that are like the opposite of Mr. Tone. Yeah. You know. And as we find out, the the CEO secretary um, is kind of in charge of the CEO. Yeah. yeah. So like they're even more powerful than they let and on. And that's why they me. play the game. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's the end of the first five episodes. Uh, this so show is great. I it's so <laughs> such a breath of fresh air. It's just a great show for anyone who's ever had a job. Like yeah. I think like that's the only requirement. Oh, yeah. Seriously, like if you've ever had a job ever struggled in your like first couple of years when you're trying to like figure out your identity and like not yeah it's just so good the wedding episode where she like feels angry yeah. that she has to give up her our hard-earned money and thinks they've divorced oh, yeah. i was like i feel you <laughs> like you're like back. i hate this <laughs> And then, oh yeah, Fennec was like, I just give two hundred dollars no matter what, and I'm still like, that's still two hundred dollars. <laughs> that's a lot. Holy yeah. shit! Like if you reg- if you get anything on the registry that's like a hundred dollars, that's like wow, you were one of our top yeah. GoFundMe yeah. supporters at this wedding, right? So that just must be a bigger deal over there. Yeah, yeah. you have to give people a lot of money for doing things with their lives. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good show. Like if you've ever eaten ramen and like tried to go to work the next day, <laughs> this is this is definitely <laughs> the show for you. Uh, uh, is it time for Fan Corner? Fan, fan, fan corner. corner. Fan Corner. Shoutouts this week. Um, did we talk about Galaxy Ravioli 99? We can talk about them again. Hey, Galaxy but, Ravioli 99. Here's looking at you, kid. Gave us a share and a like on our Pop Team Epic episode. Um, Thank you. Gabriel Caballero uh, is liking you. some shit. Thank you. Likes the Kyle episode. Someone named Dearly Beloved is our top listener who logged into SoundCloud so I can stalk you. Thank you. You're our dearly beloved. <laughs> that might be all that's interesting at Fan Corner. Hartford, no. Connecticut, number two. Hartford Whalers. <laughs> they were a hockey team. I learned this from really? John Hodgman. Ah. Yeah. Whale- oh, that's kind of in bad taste. Is Japanese I whaling still were- happening? Oh, I'm sure. Oh. Maybe not as much. <laughs> I think it's hard to guilt the... I think it's hard to use Netflix documentaries 
American Netflix documentaries to guilt Japanese people out of an industry. Yeah. So I bet they're still doing it. Mm. Well, that's sad. Yeah. Do you have any connection to Connecticut, Wales, or Ravioli 99s? Um, I like Ravioli. <laughs> Hell yeah. I want to see Connecticut. Ooh. What was the last part? Uh, whaling. <laughs> I mean, whales sing songs, and I like death metal now. Yeah. <laughs> Have you looked into any circle. actual death metal bands? Have you put anything on Yeah, YouTube? so after I watched the show, I definitely, for like an hour, just went on Spotify and just nice. listened to a whole bunch of nice. death metal. It was fun. And then I realized it can only last as long as I'm yeah. watching the oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a phase where I thought in like high school, I was like, yeah, death metal, it's intense. Yeah, it's going to be my new thing. And then I realized that it gave me a headache. Yeah, man. I could not handle it. <laughs> but I mean, it is good music. I think when you're yeah. like raged, you're like, oh, this yeah. is good. I got really into prog rock, which is like death metal, but with like a pretentious Being opera gay. singer. Yeah, on top of it. And then not black metal, but uh, dark metal. The, the other one. The one there is basically you just replace the singing with barking and shouting. And then, it, but it's also just like like really fast, like lead like guitar DMX. and like a, a double bass. That's a really good DMX joke. Is because he does barks and shouts in his rap sometimes. Oh, he absolutely <laughs> does. <laughs> anyway, I, I never, I, I couldn't, I could never get over the barking. Like it's great here because it's you can hear the words. Don't hate dogs. He looks so scared already. <laughs> Poor guy. Well, that's all I got. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I noticed? Speaking of whales, no, the only water animal was an axolotl. What the hell is that? <laughs> it's one of those things that has stuff. It was a background character. Uh, uh, they have weird gills that come out of our heads, and uh, just water hits them, and they oh, suck up that oxygen. Was this? It was just a background character. Okay. Oh, that's nice. That's some really good attention to detail. Hello, <laughs> axolotls. I guess they didn't go full Bojack Horseman where, like, they'll put a whale in a suit. Yeah, like, no. These are all, like, kind of animals that could seemingly walk around. I okay. mean, it was very anime, right? Like, it was yeah. it was anime without any normal sort of anime plot. Right. Yeah. It was the most relatable one. But they definitely did all the, the eyes, like, the, the glowy eyes or the scribbly eyes or the, they're just, like... Lots of blushing. Things. Lots oh. of yeah. blushing. They're, like, sweating. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, the tropes, but it, it, it looks like a Flash cartoon. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's a great Flash cartoon. Yeah. Good what? app. Good app. All right. Uh, I've been Courtney McAleve. I've been Cody Robson. Hi, I'm Tanu again. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Jojo. Bye. Hey, everyone. Want to thank you so much for listening. And also, really quickly, want to credit Kevin McLeod for our music, Delightful D. I hope it was delightful, everyone. Also, if we're so lucky as to have this on iTunes, please rate and review. I assume you listen to other podcasts. So you should know it helps a lot. And if you don't, it helps a lot. I love you so much. <laughs>